Outside of the peak, the top 10 receivers in the Big Ten have been shaken up for 2023. Who are the top 10 Big Ten receivers? And Tyler Johnson has another shot in the NFL. Hey, you are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. Welcome in, welcome in. You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, I know this is a late one, folks. It's a late show, but it is Top 10 Tuesday, so we had to get it going now, today, we are talking about the top 10 Big Ten wide receivers, the individuals themselves, not the rooms. Now, next week on the Top 10 Tuesdays, we're going to talk about the most important players for Minnesota in the 23 season. And then after that, we've got the uh, Gophers upsets in the last 10 years. So definitely be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that or more of the Top 10 Tuesdays coming up. If you have any thoughts on a Top 10 Tuesday, drop it in the comments below over on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe while you're there and like the show as well. But let's jump into it because I want to get to the Top 10, which we already mentioned what it is. But first, I want to talk to you about Gophers legend Tyler Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Tyler Johnson, the leader of the Gophers receiving yards of all time. He now has an Another opportunity at the NFL to hopefully find a time, carve out a role in the receiver room for a new team. And this is the same Tyler Johnson that we all know and love, a legend for the Gophers. He has a new home, a new team. He's the all-time leader in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and second all-time in receptions. And he is headed to La La Land with the Los Angeles Rams. And to be 100% honest with you, this could be a fantastic fit and landing spot for him in order to try and have an opportunity, a shot, that one final chance to get a real big role, a bigger role, hopefully being a top four receiver on the roster for the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Tyler Johnson is only 24 years old, folks. Like, it seems like he's been gone for a while now because 2019 feels so far away, but he is only 24 years old, former fifth round pick, and had all of the production in college. We know that. I just told you all the records he holds here with the Gophers. But Tyler Johnson only has played 31 games in his time in the NFL, played them all for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, starting six of those games. He's seen some production overall, 48 receptions, 529 yards, and two touchdowns, but he's looking for more opportunity to get on the field and be able to contribute for a team. Now, he was released by the Buccaneers last year in the offseason, and it was kind of shocking for Bucs fans. A lot of people had him marked as one of the roster roster. Locks. I'm flipping my words around here. Roster locks for the Buccaneers 
but they ended up cutting him. And Bucks fans were a bit distraught after the departure because the talent was present there. Now, the Bucks had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones all at the time who locked up those first three spots. But then they had Jalen Darden. They had Scotty Miller, Brashad Perriman, and Tyler Johnson. Those were the four guys fighting for six roster spots. Now, Tyler Johnson was the guy who got the short end of the stick. And when Coach Todd Bowles was asked why it turned out that way, he mentioned that outside of those top three guys, the next three brought special teams value. And so that was big for them because Tyler Johnson didn't have special teams value. So clearly he's going to need to separate himself as one of the best pass catchers in the core group in order to find himself on a roster and contributing because he's not involved in the special teams game. Now he then went on to Houston and it looked like maybe he would get a shot. He would get a chance. He should have. I mean, it was the Texans, but the Texans are going to text in and it didn't end up happening. They cut him. He ends up going to the Raiders at the end of last season has been worth them over the course of the summer. And then was recently let by, go by them a couple of weeks ago. But now you're entering the Rams, a team that looks like they could use a wide receiver outside of Cooper Cup, someone to be sure-handed, someone to come up with catches when they come his way. Now, Van Jefferson could be a solid wide receiver for them, wide receiver two for them, but Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, like none of them pop off the page as far as, oh yeah, they're locked in, loaded, ready to be a contributor. Even Van Jefferson... He'll probably get a shot, but what I'm saying is none of those names are like shock and awe. Oh my gosh, he has no chance of making the roster. In fact, I would argue he could probably hang with most of those receivers on the roster for the Rams. So if Tyler Johnson can turn things around, if he can show that talent consistently in this opportunity, I do think he can find a way to get on this 53-man squad, regardless of special teams uh, play or not and be able to be a nice pickup for the Rams. This could maybe be a home run opportunity for the Gophers alum to try and nab a bigger opportunity. Now, like I said today, sticking with the wide receivers theme, we're talking about our top 10 Tuesdays with the Big Ten receivers. And who are the top 10 individual Big Ten receivers? Not, not best rooms, not the best Units, we're talking individuals themselves, so we're going to jump into that coming up next. How many Gophers will make the list? Will it be one, two, zero, three? Find out coming up next. First, let's talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built.com, head on over there today. You can get Built Minis, you can get the Puffs, or you can get the plain old Built Bars that it started out with. You can even get the granola Built Bars over at Built.com. They have different strokes for different folks. All the flavors galore, different for sweet, different for salty, you name it. They've got you covered, fruity. They got it all there. So head on over. Pick your flavor of choice and use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order as well as any time you order over at Built.com. And if you can't wait, you just can't wait for it to come in the mail, you need it tomorrow, then head on over to Walmart or to Sam's Club. Go to the pharmacy section and you will find Built Bars there. They're power packed with protein covered in 100% real dark chocolate and they taste good oh yeah and they're only like 130 calories with 
that power-packed 17 grams of protein. Take my word for it. Head on over to Built.com today or head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us a part of your daily routine. And thank you for all of the Gophers fans out there that love this daily content when it comes to Gophers sports, whether it be football, men's hoops, women's hoops, men's hockey. We're talking it here each and every day of the week. Now, we'll at least be going three days a week as well in June and July, the offseason where we have no college sports going, but we still got you covered with content, with Top 10 Tuesdays, and so much more. We'll have guests on the show. We'll have more players on the show. Hopefully, we can get a couple more coaches on the show. And be sure to subscribe so you do not miss out on any of that Gophers goodness. All right, so let's jump into the reason we have actually gathered here, and that is the deep dive on the top 10 individual best wide receivers in the Big Ten for this upcoming season. Now, like I said, we're diving into it as individuals, not as the entire wide receiver rooms. We'll do that later in the show as we get closer to the start of the season on a top 10 Tuesday. Now, a couple caveats. There are no tight ends on this list, solely wide receivers, no hybrids, no hybrid tight end wide receivers, running back wide receivers, whatever. It's solely wide receivers. Now, kicking it off right away from jump, number 10 is none other than our boy, Elijah Spencer. Now, look, he showed out immediately from the get-go in the spring game, 11 receptions and over 130 yards and a touchdown. And that was just a taste of what is to come. Now, Elijah Spencer is coming from a, a standout sophomore year where he put up 943 yards, 57 receptions, and nine touchdowns this past season. He was a conference USA all-team player. The Gophers will likely pass the ball more. And that chemistry between him and the Greek gunslinger, Ethan Kaliak Manis, got him on this list for me as it is continuing to grow very quickly. Now, on top of that, there are five impact transfer wide receivers heading to the Big Ten, in my opinion. And to me, Elijah Spencer is a top two receiver of that bunch. So a top two receiver coming in from the transfer portal with so many Big Ten receivers on the outs going to different schools, going to the NFL, or not having eligibility. Elijah Spencer inserts his name into the conference here, and he had number nine, which is another one of those top two transfers coming in, and that is Dante Cephas over at Penn State. Now, speaking of the two 
This guy, it's hard not to put him up there just one slot above Elijah Spencer simply because he's had a 1,200-yard season, absolutely popped off with a nine touchdowns. Now, again, this is at that lower division, or not lower division, but lower level of football. It's not a Power 5 program by any means. But look, he's had two rock-solid years. You had the 1,240 yards with 82 receptions, nine touchdowns in 2021. And then in 2022, he had 744 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns as well now he could potentially be the number one receiver on this Penn State team in fact they have both of their two lead guys from last year Parker Washington and Mitchell Tinsley not coming back this season so they need a number one they need someone to dominate and I think Dante Cephas could step into that role now he didn't have a spring session so he could be playing catch-up from the start of the season, from the fall camps and whatnot. But overall, I do believe Dante Cephas should absolutely be on this list for the Penn State Nittany Lions coming in at number nine. We'll move on to number eight, and it's another Nittany Lion, Keandre Lambert-Smith. Now, production may not have been out of this world for Lambert-Smith, but he, as a redshirt freshman, he had 34 receptions, 521 yards, and three touchdowns, and he wasn't the wide receiver one on his team. And then as a redshirt sophomore, he had 24 receptions, 389 yards, four receiving touchdowns. Now he's had that production being the number three, number four option on the Penn State and Indy Lions, but those number two guys are, top two guys are gone now. And Keandre Lambert-Smith, I believe, has the lead, the, the first opportunity to take the keys and be the number one receiver for Penn State, which has him here on the list for me. Now, that's two Penn State Nittany Lions back-to-back, and the biggest difference for me is that not only could he be that number one receiver for Penn State, but the quarterback talent that they have coming in, stepping into that starter position in Drew Aller. Drew Aller could be the best Penn State quarterback talent in the last decade, maybe even longer. You pair that and you say maybe this is their number one receiver. I absolutely think he should be on that top 10 list. Now, he has big plays as well. He averaged 16.2 yards per catch in one of those two productive seasons and then 15.3 yards per catch last season as well. So he can get the big ones. He can make explosive plays, and that's why he comes in at number eight. Now, moving on to number seven. We've got Daniel Jackson. Now, you might be like, Kane, what is happening here? You've got two Gophers. You've got two Nittany Lions. What are you doing? I thought this was the Big Ten top 10 wide receivers, and it is. Now, although I believe these four will finish in that 7 through 10 range, I will give a shout-out to some honorable mentions after we finish as well because I believe those four honorable mentions could all finish in this 7 through 10 range, and that includes another Ohio State receiver, another Wisconsin receiver, and two Maryland receivers. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of potential toss-up here in the Big Ten for the top 10 receivers. Now, I think Daniel Jackson's going to get in that list, and that's why he comes in for me at number seven overall he was extremely efficient last year only had 37 receptions but he put up 557 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns he creates solid separation he's sure-handed he played a lot in the slot in the spring and i think that could open up some more opportunities for him on top of that you've got crab you got brevin you've got elijah spencer who made it on this list for us 
they're commanding attention as well, especially on the outsides. That should leave Daniel Jackson open across the middle to create, to generate, and to get a lot more production going. You add that to the efficiency, and boy, oh boy, that spells a top 10 season for me. Now, only Julian Fleming at Ohio State and Daniel Jackson were able to crack 500 or more yards on less than 40 receptions. That just tells you how effective he was with the ball in his hands. The only reason I don't have him higher on this list, to be honest, is because of the unknown of who will be the true number one receiver who will have the most opportunities for the Gophers. Is it Brevin? Is it Daniel Jackson? Is it Elijah Spencer? Is it Mike or Chris Ahmed-Bell? We won't know until we hit the season, so that's why I can't put him any higher than this. But he was top seven in the entire conference in yards per catch last season, and I think he is going to keep at it in the next year. Now, wrapping off our 6 through 10 is none other than Cam Camper. Now, a lot of folks might not know who Cam Camper is, but this kid is an absolute baller of the top 20 wide receivers in receiving yards last year. Camper was 13th. In the conference at 569 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Now he will be fifth in returning conference receiving yards. So with the departures to the guys of the NFL, the guys who have transferred, he'll be fifth, the fifth, the top five leader in receiving yards coming back to the Big Ten. That says a lot. Now, on top of that, he should have all the opportunity in the world to find himself in that top 10 as Indiana is likely going to need to throw the ball a lot, probably being down in quite a few games. Now, what I haven't mentioned yet is that he did all of that production in only seven games. That's right. While every other player in the top 30 within the conference played at least 11 games to get into that top 30 in receiving yards production, Camp Camper did it in seven, and he was up there with the best of them. So you give him a full season, you give him a team that's probably throwing from behind, and I absolutely think he will find a way back into this top 10, and I've got him in here at number six. Now we're closing off this whole top 10 Tuesdays with the top five receivers in the conference coming up next. You will not want to miss it. Plus, I'll give credit where credit is due when it comes to honorable mentions. Wisconsin, got to get a guy in there for you in the honorable mentions. Ohio State, Maryland, and a couple sleeper honorable mentions as well. Don't miss out. We're coming to that next. All right, Gophers fans and other Big Ten fans that have tapped in and they're like, I want to see what this top 10 is all about for the Big Ten receivers. Now, you probably were like, man, two Nittany Lions, two Gophers, and an Indiana receiver is the back half of the top 10 this can't go right for the rest of it this dude is absolutely off his rocker i don't know what's happening but give it a chance we're moving on to number five which is none other than chimere dk now i believe that's how you say his name i could have absolutely slaughtered that and i know you'll let me know in the comments if i did and you'll probably give me a little bit of crap to go with it but dk knows how to get it done. He was ninth in receiving yards last season in the Big Ten. He had 689 receiving yards and six receiving touchdowns. He also had a touchdown on the ground, so seven total touchdowns for the Badgers. He now has a more competent quarterback throwing him the ball, better than Mertz, 
And you got Tanner Mordecai there, now slinging the rock. And then on top of that, he's got a new offensive system. He's got a new OC, play caller, and Phil Longo, who likes to pass the ball. He likes to pass, 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 and pass again. So I think DK is going to get even more opportunities. His numbers should tick up from what we've seen. And we've seen him produce at the Big Ten level already. So you don't have to worry about stepping up from a lower program, a low major, or anything like that. He is going to probably thrive in this next season unfortunately for me to say that as a gopher fan but production and opportunity should only increase now only three players are returning in the big 10 next year with more receiving yards and those three players are above him on this list but he very well could have earned the fourth spot in here maybe that's my badgers hate a little bit i had to drop him to five because it just didn't feel right but DK, I'm going to give you some respect. You got on the top 10. You even got in the top five, and you can prove me wrong and get even higher. Now we're moving on to number four, and that is Cornelius Johnson. Cornelius Johnson is a Michigan receiver. I can't not put a, a Wolverine on this list of top 10 receivers. Now, maybe I could have put him a little bit lower, but regardless, they have a massive run game. They like to throw to the tight ends, but one receiver is bound to get good production. Last year, it was Ronnie Bell, and Cornelius was still in that top 20 in receiving production last year, so I imagine he will continue to build on that production and find himself into this top 10 list. Maybe it's more towards 8 through 10, maybe not 4, but a boy can dream, okay? And I think that with J.J. McCarthy at the helm, somebody is going to be a baller in that pass-catching group. And I thought it would be Cornelius Johnson. Now, he shows all the upside. He pops on the film at times. Plus, he has produced a 627-yard season with three touchdowns. And then as a senior last year, so that was his junior year. A senior last year, he had almost 500 yards. He had 499 yards. Let's just call it 500. Six touchdowns. He is main He is the main production returning, and I believe he's going to capitalize with JJ McCarthy. He's also six three, so he can go up there and jump ball with the best of them. Now, for players with at least thirty receptions, his yards per carry was only behind the three Ohio State receivers in Julian Fleming. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka. So that's not bad company to be in. And I think Cornelius Johnson will continue to show out next season. Now into the top three, number three is Isaiah Williams over at Illinois. Now his redshirt year, he had a redshirt year, he had a COVID year, and then he had back-to-back -back years with production. Last year, he had 715 yards and five touchdowns. The year before that, 525 yards and four touchdowns. He started out as a quarterback, and yet he's been thriving as a receiver in the Big Ten. He sees the field just a little bit differently, and I think that plays to his advantage. Now, with Chase Brown gone, I think that Isaiah Williams is going to be a major focal point of this Illini offense, possibly the main focus of their offense in 2023. He has consistently raised his production over the years, and I think that's going to continue. And he was ranked in the top 10 in the Big Ten, when it came to receptions, when it came to receiving yards, and when it came to receiving touchdowns, he's number three on my list, and it was not hard to put him there. But when it comes to the top two, there's absolutely no two better than these two. Number two is easily Emeka Ebuka. 
from Ohio State. Now, he's an easy choice because Ohio State passes the ball like no other in the conference. Now, they might run it a little bit more, but I don't think that's going to be to the detriment of Emeka or Marvin. I think it's going to maybe be to Julian Fleming, but still not even that bad in that case as well. Now, he showed out last year as the wide receiver two and a Big Ten second team player in the conference. He made a strong case for him and Marvin to be one of the only combos to both get Big Ten first team. In fact, only one group has done it across both the coaches and the media selections, and that was two Gophers in Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson. There was one other tandem that came with the coaches' side, but not the media in the first team, and that was Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I would not be surprised to see Emeka Egbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. enter that conversation as well. So that's what we have to look forward to in the next season. But that leads you right to number one, who it's Marvin Harrison Jr. Hands down, no comment, no no question about it. This guy absolutely should have been the Bolitnikov winner in my eyes. 1,263 yards, 77 receptions, and 14 touchdowns last year. And he was that dude. He was the man. He could do it any way. He could separate. He has great route tree. He can jump ball. He can make some crazy catches, spectacular catches that you're like, how does this man do it? He made a catch last year that it made it look like he broke his leg trying to get his leg to touchdown, got that one foot in still, still completed it and was 100% healthy there. This dude is unreal. He is absolutely going to be a top five NFL pick, I think, next season. He's a baller, and I couldn't not put him at number one. Now, that leads me to the honorable mentions that I do need to mention because I think each one of these guys could find their way into the top 10. They could replace that 7 through 10 that I said. And that's C.J. Williams transfer in from Wisconsin. I think he's one of those top five receivers transferring in, along with Cephas, along with Spencer. And then you've got Caden Prather, another transfer of that group, who I think could ball out. He's with Maryland. And then you've got Jayshon Jones, who could be the lead with Maryland. But the reason these Maryland guys didn't make my top 10 was because I don't know who's going to get it. I know you've got Prather. I know you've got Jayshon Jones. I know you've got Chambers out there as well. So it's like, who's going to be the one? It's just split so heavy. And yes, they pass the ball, but they don't pass the ball like Ohio State. So I just couldn't put one in there because I wasn't confident which one was the true number one. So I got two of those guys in the honorable mention. And then finally, Julian Fleming, Ohio State. They do pass the ball enough to get three guys in there. But again, I can't. I can't. I just can't put three guys of one team in the top 10. It just, I couldn't do it. Chris Ottman Bell is also in that honorable mentions. Uh, but I think that maybe with the injury and whatnot, that it may be he doesn't have the the top end of what we have come to know and see from Chris Ottman Bell. I think he has all the ability to be a number one, but the Gophers might spread it out a little bit more. Maybe that's why. Elijah Spencer or Daniel Jackson could fall off this list for one of these honorable mentions, but that's going to be the list for us. Finally, I'll mention some sleeper honorable mentions for teams that I just don't think are going to be good enough to get a name in there, and that is TJ Sheffield from Purdue. I think he could produce a lot in this next season, and then Sean Ryan over at Rutgers as well. That's going to do it for us on today's show of Locked On Golden Gophers. Thank you for tuning in to a Top 10 Tuesday, and let me know further future Tuesdays you want to hear the topics for. If you have anything else that you want your boy to know, just hit me up. I am happy, more than happy to, you know, 
add new topics to the show, add new segments to the show, talk about what you want to hear when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports or Big Ten Talk in general. But be sure to subscribe over on YouTube, give a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts, and I will see you tomorrow. So row the boat, Skyima, go Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube.